What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 402 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and check out the Combo's Court Patreon page for bonus episodes and much more. Check that out in the show notes. I'll leave that for you. Today's show is a recording from the Believe in Magic podcast. Shouts to Max Van Auken. Shouts to the Believe Network. We discuss... NBA 2K ratings, Kevin Durant's legacy, and more. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Switching it up. I had no. I didn't have another phrase to use. Um, I didn't have. Hold on. Yeah, didn't have another phrase to use. Combo. I just figured I'm in LA, so I'm not gonna say boom anymore. So that's what I did in Florida. That's not what I do in LA. Mm, LA Max. I like it. Yeah, it's a new. Uh, it's a different me. It's a little bit more egotistical. I don't have to say boom. Ooh. You should, know what I mean? You should already know we're in the room. Max talking spicy out here. Yeah, man. I feel. Uh, no, yesterday was a little humbling, though, I'm not going to lie, with the flights and the luggage and, uh, yeah, you know, just being in a different environment, being thrown in an area like, this isn't my kingdom, you feel me? Like, this is a bigger pond, and so now I have to assert my dominance earlier. Well, maybe by the time you're on your way back, somebody will be carrying your luggage. See, now, this is why you and I are yin and yang combo, that's exactly the mentality I have going in, so... uh you know, actually, you know what? No matter how much success I have, I think I'm always going to carry my own luggage. I want people to know I put in the work. Man, it feels good to podcast again, Combo. Man, we've been out for a couple. I'm going to put this on my podcast. We got the Orlando Magic Believe in Magic podcast. We got Combo's Court. I want to put this everywhere. Obviously, I can't tell you to put it on Combo's Court, but it will certainly be featured on the Mac Van Auken podcast. What I like to say is we'll see what develops. Um, I am watching NFL right now, and it is quite the day i don't know if you're a big nfl guy nfl is back in full effect yeah i know i'm excited i'm really trying my best this time because i am basketball centric obviously that's my favorite sport i love the ufc but the nfl is the most watched sport right they say the nba is the most talked about but the nfl is the most watched so not globally but as far as united states goes um so i'm really trying to immerse myself more into that as well as the podcast so yeah, the NBA is somewhat 365, 24-7 when it comes to news, the news cycle, but I think there is somewhat of a dead, per- dead period in the NBA right now, and the NFL does do a better job of being really that 365, 366 on a leap year sport. And I think the NBA could get to that easily, right? Yes, but there's a couple things that, and granted, I'm an NBA guy, so you know I'm always going to root for the NBA, but there's a couple things that the NFL clearly have over the NBA, and there's, it, it's more relatable. And so when you look at the NFL, I'm not even talking about the schedule, I'm just talking about smaller markets are still really, really good, right? So you don't have like the baseball effect where the Yankees have a way bigger amount to spend, so they're more elite. In the NFL, you have a team like Buffalo, you have a team like Green Bay, you have like these smaller market teams. So a lot of people like that. It appeals to more geographically to a lot of the middle flyover states. And then on top of that, they play in the wind, they play in the rain, they play in the snow. And so I feel like that's why they appeal so much to a lot of 
the consumers in America, because in the NBA, we love it. Right. But I guess the biggest turnoff for people, if you listen from their perspective, it's glitz, it's glamor, crazy amount of money. You can't touch them. The flopping, like, I think the NFL has become more relatable. And I think that's why people, it appeals more to them. The NBA is so much about entertainment and it's really interesting to watch Eurobasket 2022 because that's more the purest form of the sport, in my opinion. The NBA is more about getting fans in the seats, catering the role players around the superstar. Like, everything is about the superstar player. And even though, like, Giannis and Luka in Eurobasket 22 are going off, it's still more of a team aspect. It's still more we than just building around the team's superstar and best player. And that's what the NFL is about. And that's what the NBA is about. So it's great to see Eurobasket 22, but you know, it is a business at the end of the day. So I understand all of it. And uh, yeah. it's, it's great to see, the, but it's also great to see these guys in Eurobasket 22, like playing basketball at its purest form. Yeah. It's more fundamentally sound in the NFL. That's the thing too, is you're right. It's team oriented. And even if you're Tom Brady, you can get cut. Like there's not the guaranteed contracts and granted the quarterbacks are getting paid a lot more now. Um, but with the NFL, you have such big contracts for people who aren't even max players. Well, t Tom Brady could get cut technically, right? Like yeah, that's he could technically like it's just I feel it appeals to the people that have to just show up. And if you don't show up to work, you can get cut. Meanwhile, the NBA, you have guys with the load management. Some people don't even play certain seasons like they uh, Kevin Durant is probably the most recent example of this where you have a guy who obviously wanted to go to Brooklyn. He goes to Brooklyn and then it doesn't work in Brooklyn. And now all of a sudden he wants to get out of Brooklyn. I feel like that situation epitomizes for the people who don't like the NBA. Now, obviously I love the NBA, but I feel that's probably the biggest turnoff for people who, Oh, I like the NFL. Not that you can love both, obviously. Um, but I feel like that's probably the biggest complaint. Yeah. The Nets flexed their leverage though. And they, they won did. that battle with they Kevin did. Durant, unless it's a collaboration between both of them to, get to a point in the season where his trade value is higher. I think the governors around the league were happy about that happening because if he would have got out of it right when he wanted to, it could have been even more of a seismic shift of players just not even honoring their contracts and just hauling whenever they don't like Ben Simmons did it kind of, but it, it was more towards the end of this deal. Like with Kevin Durant doing it, arguably the best player in the league with four years left, that might have been a disaster for the governors around the NBA. 100%. And see, now, I love Kevin Durant's game, and I'm not anti-KD. But I'm going to be honest with you. The last big couple decisions that he's made, granted, I can't tell a man what he wants to do, no matter if it's forget about sports or not, just, hey, do whatever makes you happy. But if we're just judging it from a basketball standpoint and from what we're doing, my opinion on it, I don't think he handled any situation well. Like, I think he, his recent decisions are going to for sure affect his legacy. Now, he'll always be remembered as an amazing basketball player, one of the greatest scorers ever. Um, that's not going to change. But he had the opportunity to give, I'm not saying necessarily maybe LeBron a run for his money, but he could have been higher up. But the way he handled the Golden State situation, the way he left the Golden State situation and now the Brooklyn situation, it definitely leaves a blemish. I, it could have been handled better. Yeah, I think some of his decisions have hurt his all-time legacy, but his story hasn't been written yet, so there's still more of his career left to go, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I see. Now, I don't – you see the PS5 on the floor, by the way, right here. 
this is the first time I haven't gotten 2K20, like the new 2K right on release date. And of course, okay, so what was so I saw there was some upheaval from his side on his 2K rating. Um, I didn't see what the 2K rating actually was. What was the 2K rating? Thank you for reminding me, Combo. That's another big decision that I don't agree with on KD. Oh my gosh. Like, I just feel whenever, if KD says something, odds are I most likely won't agree with it. That's what I've come to the conclusion with. So, this isn't the bash KD, by the way. He's a great player, but just, I just don't agree with a lot of things that he says. So, he said, How am I not a 99 overall? Okay. Now, me- <laughs> Wait, what was he? 96. Now, pump the brakes real quick. So, listen to this. The highest rated player in that game is Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is a 97. LeBron's a 96. Jokic is a 96. Embiid is a 96. Steph is a 96. And KD is a 96. So it's not like he got disrespected and everyone else is 99, 98. There's only been like three 99s in the whole game. That's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and I believe they put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at a 99. Even Kobe in his prime was a 98. I think Magic was a 98. So it's not like they hand out 99s like Madden. This is completely different. Yeah, I don't see why he should. I don't think he should be a 99. I think they gave. No, I don't think he should be. I don't think anybody in the league should be a 99. Like Jordan got the only hundred in the game's history, right? I don't even I I don't even remember a game that was ridiculous. He he doesn't deserve a 99, but I think he should be on the same level as Giannis, in my opinion. Well, we've got into this. See, I think 2K established Giannis as the best player in the world. But oh, oh, because 2K says it. I'm not gonna lie. 2K ratings are pretty on point for the most part. They have, they have, they have Pat Bev above Russ. That is a lot of that is because of <laughs> a lot of that is because of social media. See that that's a hiccup. Now it's not like they put him five points above. It is one point, but granted, Russ Russell, is a be- Russ is a better basketball player than Pat Beverly. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. And I like sure. Pat Beverly, but Russ is better. That's it. Yeah, that, that was disrespectful by 2K. That was 100 percent disrespectful. There, there's no way Patrick Beverly is a better basketball player than Russ. So I agree with that example. But with this, with Kevin Durant, so for one, you shouldn't even be a 99. That We've already agreed with that, right? So he's not a 99. But Yeah, Giannis and KD can't be 99s because their passing isn't at 99, either of them. Okay, exactly. And so my whole point in all this is even if you want to put – I think what 2K was saying was, okay, we believe Giannis is the best, and now you can argue two through seven. Like here, LeBron's a 96, Steph is a 96, and B, Jokic, KD, all 96. Kawhi was a 95, and that's where it changes. What was Luka? 95. Well, that's, I think that's a good number. Uh, I, I do think he's going to win this year's MVP. I agree. But I, I, agree. Think, I think it's a good number for him. It's crazy. It's really just because he's young. And they don't want to give him like a 97 right now, a 98. You know? Yeah, and I do think defensively. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I but agree. yeah, it's interesting. And normally, like I said, it's not always on point exactly like what it is. Right, right. Like there's a lot of nuance that you might not be able to replicate, even though 2K is a super realistic video game. Yeah. There is some nuance that you can't replicate when it comes to numbered ratings. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. And then, of course, this is the first 2K I don't get like right away, and it seems to be the best 2K in a while. And so I'm like, that, ah, of course, that's got to be it. Because there's been a complaint that the last couple of years, it's kind of the same thing, just a little bit different. Maybe this changes, this thing changes. But now with this one, from what I'm seeing, I mean, unanimously on my feed on Twitter, and that that's obviously where everything happens, 
um, all truth, no lies. It all looks like it's great. And so I'm like, of course, no my luck. So now I got to go get 2K. Did you play 2K on the Dreamcast? I'm not talking about 2K10. I'm not talking about 2K5. I'm talking about literally 2K. And the alley-oops were so easy to perform. It was almost like a glitch. Like you could get two points, whatever you wanted. And everybody was just catching them like crazy. Like, so that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. And had the street ball one. And then I remember playing NBA live with Dwight Howard. If you just hit square at the right time, he's going to dunk the ball no matter who. Like Orlando Dwight Howard in 2K was a hack. He was going to block every single shot, goaltend every shot, by the way, that animation. And then he's going to dunk on every everybody. That NBA Live was was that game also before, but um, yeah, two K has definitely evolved a lot. It's definitely evolved quite a bit. So I'm I'm excited. I now I have to go get it. People in the YouTube comments have been upset at us that we're not talking only Orlando Magic basketball. We'll get back more to that as the season rolls on, and they're going to be an exciting and exciting and interesting team. But uh, we we talk about all kinds of sports on this podcast. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. So first of all, those first people- of all, did you did you see those comments? Yeah, I've been seeing some of the comments. Not all of the comments, okay. but I, you know what? Any engagement's good engagement, Max. Right? Bring on! Biggest hater of them all, or the biggest supporter. We embrace you all. So that's all I have to say to those comments. We're going to take the professional, supportive route. So thank you for your feedback, but you can also come with it at the same time. That's how I feel. But um, really interesting point that you brought up with the Orlando Magic, and we were just talking about two K. They rated the Orlando Magic players, and the Orlando Magic uh, put the ratings out there to just share what what, what are your thoughts. And off the, the dome, I'm trying to remember here, the number one player, I believe 80 overall was Wendell Carter Jr. I believe Franz is an 80, actually. And Franz was an 80 or 79. You can look this up to be sure. I don't have my computer with me right now. Um, but then Paulo was a 78. And then we also have Markel Fultz was a 77, Suggs was a 75, and I believe Cole Anthony may have been a 76. Cole's not going to be happy with that one. There's someone listening to this saying, yeah, you, you butchered that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I well, got most those, of- those actually seem pretty low. Really? God, like, I I is, don't you think there's a world that Paulo could be better than Pat Bev right away? Pat Bev was a 79, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's a good point. Hold on. Actually, I got my iPad right here. Let's let's confirm this real quick. No, Paulo's a better player than Patrick Beverly his first game in. (laughs) 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 Yo, clip that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I love. Yo, I love did, you, did, did you feel like you were going to solicit that kind of reaction from you with that statement? That's hilarious, I'm being, though. Being honest, and I um, oh, I like man. what they say. You you hate playing against them, but you love to have them on your team. You can shoot threes, good defensively, but he's not a better basketball player than Paulo. What are we saying here? Yeah, um, I mean, we can't say it for absolute sure because we never seen Paulo play in an NBA game. But, but, but we're assuming that Paulo will be better. I got this, by the way. I I was pretty accurate for the most part. So, okay, I I say that, but I actually got the first one wrong. So, Wendell Carter is not an 80, he's an 83. That's Um, good. I I like that. Yeah, me too. I I feel like Franz should be right there with him. Franz is an 80. Okay. Uh, I mean, I do think Wendell's taking a leap this year, so I'm not mad at it. But I would say, yo, you watch Franz and 
Eurobasket, he's not playing like an 80. And I know that's not the NBA. Yeah, I was about to get to it before I um, comment on fronts. Mo Bamba, 79. Cole Anthony was 78. Isaac, 78. Paulo, 78. Markel Fultz, 77. Suggs is a 75. Okiki, 75. Um, and then Wagner, um, Maurice, 75. Terrence Ross, 75. Gary Harris, 74. RJ Hampton, 72. Now, before we even comment on that, so Franz, by the way, they say he's even taller um, than he was last season. He's 6'10 now. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to be higher than that. I guess those ratings could change. Ter- Terrence Ross is better than Suggs. Suggs has improved enough to – Suggs has improved enough to for him to say he's on an equal level uh, playing field with Terrence Ross. Do you think so? Defensively. That's true. He, that 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 bumps him up. That bumps him up. But especially two K, because two K you may be offensive heavy, but right. as soon as you start to balance the defense, it just, if you're going like if I'm thinking Terrence Ross and Suggs, who's a better basketball player yeah. right now, I'm going Ross is a better basketball player now. Do I want Ross necessarily for this type of rebuilding team? Maybe not. But Suggs hasn't proved anything yet to say that he's an equal player to uh. To Ross, maybe I'm high. Maybe maybe I'm too high on Ross. I think Ross is pretty good. No, I agree with you though. I do. I now obviously the ceiling is going to edge, lean towards Suggs, but as of right now, I agree. With yeah, you. I mean, yeah, very, he could create. Think a about shot. it. Think about it. There's a good chance that he could help a really good playoff team. Like I don't think Sugg. I don't think Suggs could do that right now. Agreed. The Lakers would sign up to get Terrence Ross any day right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a lot of teams he could help. Yeah, he can shoot. He can finish. He can. He can leap. He, yeah. Maybe two K doesn't put as much thought into the Magic as they do the Lakers. That's probably true. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's probably look, true. Look, if you think about it, you got a lot of players to rate. I mean, every team you're not gonna put the same amount of focus into. But at the same time, this is what they do for a living. Can you imagine if this you and I worked at two K combo. All day, you and I are evaluating players, rating. That's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Different audio, but we're here still. We are here. No worries. We're here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Orlando does going forward. Because you're right, there's players like, for example, Ross is better than Suggs right now. But obviously, Suggs is the guy that you focus more on and you try to develop more. So it's going to be interesting. But for the most part, I thought those ratings were pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, look, we're nitpicking, so it's like there's always going to be uh, – you could always find something with these ratings, right? It's, you could always find something. It's never going to be perfect. So, no, I agree with you, but I'm glad we addressed the 2K ratings. That was actually a great great find by you. Um, Orlando Magic, we will definitely talk more about that going forward. There's actually – there's a lot to look, uh, look forward to. I think Paulo's going to win Rookie of the Year. I saw you put a poll up. So if we have the rookie of the year, we had clearly you look at the rising star challenge last year. You had um, Suggs in it. You had Cole Anthony. You had Franz. And then if we get the rookie of the year, that's a really good young core. And I know we talk about that a lot, but I don't know how many young cores out there rival that. Yeah, I'm with you. And I had as high as I was on Chet's potential and upside, I've had Paula winning rookie of the year uh, this year before I even think that the – you know, the teams were placed in the lottery. Like, I've been saying that for a while now. I think he's going to be the most NBA-ready guy. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins Rookie of the Year. It's going to be really fun to watch him and Franz play together, two-point forward-type players, and how they're going to build around that. 
moving forward. So I'm excited for this Orlando Magic season. Yeah, your guy Chet with the unfortunate injury. That was terrible to see. But it would have been interesting to see how that played out. But now hopefully this gives him the positive, maybe put some meat on your bones, get back and get in the weight room and get a little bit stronger for next season. But you hate to see that, especially the bigger guys. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. Um, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. He'll get his body stronger. Uh, OKC could lean into tank mode again because I felt like he might have been that missing piece with Josh Giddy and obviously SGA getting better because they're young players. He could have been that guy who provides rim protection and maybe they would have started turning out of tank mode. But maybe this is the year not to turn out of tank mode for OKC because you got Wemby coming and you got Scoot coming and you got a great NBA draft class coming. I saw um, an interesting post. I'm trying to remember the players all included, but it was a lot of the top picks, one, two, three, that got injured their rookie year. You think of Joel Embiid, you think of Ben Simmons, you think of Zion Williamson. Um, there's one more besides jo Chet. Jo Jordan got hurt year two. Yeah, they, like they get hurt early and that doesn't necessarily and obviously you don't want to see that but it's not like that injury defines the rest of their career because i mean that list i just mentioned look at all of them now yeah i'm with you i mean you never want to see a big man hurt his feet but this is not the type of injury in my opinion that was because he was frail and skinny and you know we see football players get this injury who are built so i don't think it's a reason for people to pull up their receipts like oh i knew this guy was injury prone I never really liked that part of it on uh, social media, you know, like pulling up receipts that you thought thought a guy was injury pulling. Like, let the kid uh, have his time, recover, get better, work on his body, and get ready for his rookie year. So maybe, uh, oh, it's going to be tough with Scoot and Webby to win rookie of the year that year, but maybe he could do it. You never know with that added experience just for being around the league for a year, you know, you know, learning on the intellectual side, maybe studying film, getting your body ready. Maybe he'll be ready. Cause you know, remember how good Ben Simmons was, even though they were bad. Cause uh, they said he could win like three rookie of the years. Right. Yeah. There was a huge debate if it should count because you're technically not a rookie. You're technically obviously a sophomore, but um, I, I, I don't mind Ben Simmons getting that to be honest with you. And I saw they do a whole bunch of redrafts and everything. And he's still right up there as much criticism as Ben Simmons gets. He's still one of the best guys. Like he really is. And I, I think he's going to have a great season, but he does bring some things upon himself. I must admit there's some things like, you know what, Ben, you probably didn't even have to say that. I saw there was like a report saying that his three point shot is dangerous now. And it's like, is that a real quote? Oh, maybe it's not. Yeah, I looked up, like, I, I searched the timeline, and it only seemed like one site had that. And I couldn't get the actual, I didn't see the actual quote, and I definitely didn't see the video. See, I'm, it got me. It got me. Those might, I mean, it, it might be real. It might be real, but I'm not totally, yeah. There's no need. There's no need for that. I, I actually had, you know, I had a Sixers pod recently. Uh, we talked Sixers. He didn't seem to believe it was real either. So, it could be, though. It could be. How do we not know? How do we not know if it's real or not? Isn't that interesting? Sean Bernard. I wanted to uh, shout out to Sean Bernard. He talked Sixers with me on the latest pod for my pod combos court. But yeah, we were talking about it. We only seen it on one site. I'm calling. It is a it is a funny quote though. It is a funny. Hey, I'm, quote. That's what I'm saying. I hope it's not real because if it is real, it's like there's just no need to bring that type of expectation to yourself on top of everything that just been added. Like we just want you to just show up at this point. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he's going to have a great role there playing that point centered type 
And uh, he has he's going to have four shooters at it with him on the court sometimes. You know, they'll Patty Mills, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Joe Harris. So I think he'll fit in nicely there. And he definitely provides transition offense, which they were lacking, and definitely defense, which they were lacking. I mean, if Kevin Durant could focus on defense with Ben Simmons, you might not even need a traditional center in there at times with those two protecting the rim, you know? That's a, that's a, it's, it's a fair point. Now, obviously, last year they lacked defense. So, I mean, if Kevin Durant can buy in, then you clearly have enough offensive power. You don't have to be Kevin Durant all the time. You have Kyrie Irving. You got Simmons. You got, like you said, Joe Harris shooting. They still have Patty Mills or no? They do. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think they have that opportunity too. Small ball five at times. I like it. I'm, I'm not writing off Brooklyn completely. I don't think they're a championship team um, compared to the other guys, but it doesn't mean they can't be. They have the talent to be one. But I'm not. There's the reason why I'm not 100% sold on them isn't just about talent. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what develops, man. There's some interesting teams in the East right now. We got the Cavs, the Nets, the Heat, the Celtics, obviously the Sixers. I'm probably missing somebody here, but there's a lot of great teams in the East, so it's going to be a tough conference to win in, and uh, we will see what develops. And of course, we have the Orlando Magic. Yeah, and I, I, as much as we try to focus on the young core, I still think they should be competitive in the now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying they need to go out there and win a championship, but you need to win as, as much as you possibly can, especially because you do have so many young guys. There's there's games that you, you don't always want to just blame it on the youth. You should go out there and try to win and get some games on. But combo, if I run into LeBron out here in L.A., I'm going to make sure he comes on the pod and uh, I'll tell him that, you know, we, we greatly appreciate it. So maybe we can get him on. Yeah, man. Um... Shouts to LeBron. He's always welcome on the Orlando Magic podcast. Maybe Bronny will uh, land in Orlando and uh, Bron will come to the team and he could be like a regular co-host. So shouts to LeBron. I appreciate everything he's built over the years. He seems like a great family man, a great businessman, and uh, obviously a great basketball player. Why are you laughing, Max? <laughs> <laughs> You're a, you're a character for sure. No, but Bron <laughs> at least you know what I'm uh what I'm being funny. But nah, he is all he really is all those things though. So shouts to Bron. He Good is. guy. And he's Good guy. Building and everything too. So yeah, I'm now yeah, that's a story for the next podcast. It'll be a Nike story. But combo, I'm throwing the alley oop to you, sir. It's been too long. Subscribe to the Max Van Orchid podcast, the MVP, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, combos court wherever you listen to podcasts. Max underscore ban underscore Auken on Instagram and Twitter. You'll find me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Uh, combos court on Twitter. One two combo is Instagram. And uh, looking forward to creating more episodes with you, Max. The season hasn't even started yet, but we're in full effect. I think we took a small hiatus, but we're back. And I can't wait for the next one. Me too, Combo. I can't, couldn't word it any better. Yes, sir. Peace. Thank you for tuning into Combo's Court. Appreciate you all. Appreciate the Believe Network. Appreciate Max Van Auken. Check out that Combo's Court Patreon page for bonus content and much more. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Share this episode. Share with a friend. Share it on social media. Share it on your IG stories and tag me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O and be on the lookout for episode 403. Combo out.